Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Podcast. We are a family church and world outreach center. Our heart is to empower you to walk in true freedom and equip you to impact your world. Please visit our website at givinglight.org to learn more about us and our many resources, including original music by Brave Music, e-courses for leaders, tools for raising powerful kids, and more. If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. I want to uh, take the book of John, uh, the Gospel of John, and uh, I want, uh, as I was reading through that, you know, the the first verse of, of John is in the beginning, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So what I want to do is I want to talk about the transforming Word. How many of you know the Word of God just doesn't forgive you of your sins and gives you a ticket to heaven. The Word of God transforms you into the image of His Son, Jesus Christ. Some of the pains that we have that we go through, I think, sometimes is not the devil. Some of the pains that we have is us being transformed into the image of his son. When we're not walking in the image of his son, then we have to be transformed. Now, how many of you know gold, uh, gold and silver have to be transformed to get the impurities out of it by heat, you know? And there's other things that, have, that are transformed by chemicals. There's other things that are transformed uh, by grinding. There's, a, you know, there's just a multitude of ways to where things are transformed. And so, but God can use whatever he desires. You know, God can change, God can transform you with a word, The Bible says he sent his word and healed them. That could be a physical healing or it could be an emotional healing. That could be a healing in your thought life. You know, sometimes uh, we are, when we are saved, we're born again. Our spirit man is transformed immediately, but our thought, our soul man needs to be renewed. And so, Again, we're going to be talking about the transforming word, and the transforming word is personal. The transforming, the word of God is not just some book. The word of God is not just uh, some, uh, some material thing. The word of God is God himself, and God himself comes to transform us comes to make us new. The Bible says he makes all things new. If we're part of the all things, he makes us new. Hallelujah. It's, you know, it would be wonderful if God would just do it all in one shot. Hallelujah. Well, he does with our spirit man. I believe our spirit man is transformed into the image of his son, But then our soul has to be renewed again, and uh, our bodies will one day be transformed. You know, we're going to have a body just like Jesus. How many of you are looking forward to walking on water? How many of you are looking forward to going through walls? How many of you are looking forward to traveling at the speed of thought? 
How many of you are looking forward to not having to stay on a diet? Woo, glory to God. How many are looking forward to eating anything on the table? You don't have to push your plate back. Well, God's going to transform uh, this, this physical body into a supernatural body. But again, let's get back. We want to talk about, uh, we want to look at the, the book of John. Again, he says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word. This is just an expression this is an expression of Jesus. Jesus told the Pharisees, he said, you search the scriptures for them. You think you have eternal life, but these speak, the scriptures speak of me, but you won't come to me. So anytime we have a, uh, anytime we have a transforming confirmation, uh, transformation with God, it's always personal. It's always personal. Amen. Well, the Word of God, uh, the Word of God is revealing God to mankind, okay? When, when this reveals God to mankind, but Jesus himself reveals himself to mankind. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And again, that's also uh, in the book of John. The Gospel of John has a purpose, it has a purpose, and that purpose is for us to believe that Jesus is God and that you would be transformed by him. This book of John has a purpose. You know, uh, if, if, any, if you ever lead anybody to the Lord and they say, well, and you tell them, well, you want to read your Bible, where do they start? Do they start in Ecclesiastes? Do they start in Job? Do they start in Psalm? Do I always tell people to start in the book of John because the book of John has a purpose, and that purpose is to get them to believe. The book of John tells them that Jesus is God. The book of John tells them that they must be born again. The book of John tells them that God is going to transform them and God is going to do that through the power of the Holy Spirit. That talks about that in the book of John, the Gospel of John. The Gospel of John also tells you that you are going to do the works of Jesus. Hallelujah. Turn to somebody and say you got a big task ahead of you. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I was watching, uh, I was watching uh, the pod, uh, the the streaming last week, and I was uh, watching, and I noticed I can step across this line and still be on camera. So I'm gonna be a rebel today and step across the line. You know, I'm not Johnny Cash because you're mine. I walk the line. I saw that I could go past that line, not this line, but I can go past that line. But anyway. Say, why do you do that? You know what? When you get people to laugh, they open their hearts. They open their hearts. Thank you, Jesus. I got to get your heart open. Well, in John chapter 20, in verse 29, Jesus said, Jesus said unto him, he's talking about Thomas. Thomas said to the uh, Thomas said to the other disciples, unless I see the, unless I see the print, 
the nail scar in his hand and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. So Jesus shows up and tells him, yeah, hey, put your finger in my hand, put your hand in my side. And then he says this to him. He said, Jesus said, Thomas, because you have seen me, you believe. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. And then it goes on to say, and truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. Now, there's a scripture, uh, scripture later on in the same book that said if everything that Jesus did was written down, the world could not contain the books. Thank you, Jesus. So, you know, the Bible doesn't sh share everything that Jesus did. He, I'm sure he did so many amazing things beyond even our comprehension. So, you know, so, well, I don't see it in the Bible, you know, but, you know, Jesus did, other, Jesus did things that aren't in the Bible. Hallelujah. And, of course, they're going to be in line with the character and the love and the nature of God. Thank you, Jesus. He goes on to say, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and believing you may have life in his name. You know, believing gives you life. Believing opens the door for everything that God has promised you. We say, well, pastor, I just don't believe. He says, well, these are written so that you will believe. So what do I need to do if I'm not believing? Then I need to start reading something. I need to start looking at something. I need to start absorbing stuff that Jesus did so that I can believe. You say, well, pastor, you know, uh, you know uh, I'm watching a lot of TV, but I just don't believe. Well, no wonder. No wonder. Well, you know, I'm reading a lot of books. Are you reading the scriptures? You know, sometimes we read a lot of Christian books, but that doesn't mean it's going to inspire my faith. You know, I decided one time I was going to listen to Christian radio. And by the end of the day, I was so confused. Because one guy talks about healing, and the other guy says it does not for today. And one guy talks about how God wants to bless us, and another guy talks about how God wants us to suffer, and Man, by the end of the day, what are you going to believe? Well, I decided I'm going to believe this. I decided that I'm going to believe what God says to me. Hallelujah. So he says, these are written that you may believe. Thank you, Jesus. And you know, when we believe, belief is the key to a transformed life. Belief is the key Belief is the key to an empowered life. You know, we've talked about, we talk about empowering. The scripture says that you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon us, but we have to believe it. We have to believe it. You know, uh, I went to Brazil a couple of times, and um, they want you to pray for the sick, and they expect people to get healed. And so, you know, you get a little nervous. Have you ever gotten a little nervous when you're praying for somebody? Well, you know, they, uh, one, uh, 
Randy was preaching, and he said, you know how to spell faith? So I'm thinking, F-A-I-T-H. He said, faith is spelled R-I-S-K. You know, uh, some of you might remember Oral Roberts. Anybody remember Oral Roberts? Oral Roberts says, faith is you get out on a limb and then you saw it off. You get out on a limb and you saw it off. Why? Because you're believing God. If God tells you to do something and you do it, God's going to take care of the other end. God's going to take care of, God's going to take, if he tells you to do something, he's going to, you know, think about it. They're in a, the disciples are in a storm. The waves are beating. You know, the wind is blowing. And here comes Jesus walking on the water, and Jesus says to Peter, of course, Peter says, Lord, if that's you, bid me come out. Jesus said, come on. He probably said, come on down. But anyway, so he steps out of the boat. He starts walking, but he takes his eye off Jesus, and he begins to sink. God is not going to tell us to do anything that's going to harm us. Thank you, Jesus. You know, a lot of times that's why we don't step out is because we think we we think we either think we'll be hurt or embarrassed. You do you you have to take risk of being embarrassed. You have to take a risk. Thank you, Jesus. Take a risk on what God says. All right, you'll be safe. Transformation is limited by self-help. Anybody read a self-help book? Transformation is limited by self-helps, by behavioral modification. You know, behavioral modification is good. If you're beating, if you're beating your wife, you know, it'd be good to have behavioral modification. But you know what? You need more than behavioral modification. You need a transformed heart and a transformed life. You know, because in behavioral modification, you still might, feel like robbing a bank. Even though you're, you've changed your behavior, you've still got that on the inside. You've still got that on the inside. But when you have a transformed life, you don't have the desire to do what, what brings death. Thank you, Lord. So transformation comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to read the scripture, but in John chapter 7, verse 37, 38, and 39, uh, Jesus talks about, if you're thirsty, come unto me, and out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit. So in other words, there is an inward transformation, not just an outward, uh, not just an, uh, an outward uh, behavioral modification. So we see in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, he says, But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. What's the mirror, by the way? James talks about in, uh, in James chapter 1 that when we look into the perfect law of liberty, when we look into the Word of God that is a mirror, we begin to see ourselves. We begin to see who we are. As we look into the Word of God, we see who we are. But then if we get away from it and we forget, we're forgetful here. 
But here the mirror is talking about the word of God. He says, we are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of God. What image is he talking about? When I'm looking into the scripture, when I'm looking into the word of God, the Bible says the word of God is God. And as I look into it, I'm being transformed bit by bit into the same image. Uh, you know, I was uh, went on a road trip with uh, Ray Kor one time, and uh, he had a he had a gold wing bike, and we stopped at this restaurant, and we were in we were in the uh, men's room, and he was standing there in front of the front of the mirror, and he was combing his hair. He didn't have quite as much as I did, but he was combing his hair, and he said, "Man, you're a good looking guy." I think, are you talking to me or what? <laughs> but you know what? He was looking in a mirror and he was convinced that he's a good looking guy. What are you seeing when you're looking in the mirror? What are you seeing when you're looking in here? Are you seeing that you've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? Are you seeing that you have been empowered by the Holy Spirit? Are you seeing that you're a new creation in Christ Jesus? Or are you seeing the old nature, the old man? Are you seeing the weak person or are you seeing the person transformed by the power of the living God? So Jesus so, so Jesus said that we're going to be changed by the power of the Holy Spirit. And then there's another scripture that says this. He says, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. How is Jesus, by the way? How's he doing? He's alive and well. You think he's worried? You think he's worried about the economy? You think he's worried about the election? You think he's worried about China? You think he's worried about Russia? I don't think he's worried about any of, any of those things. So Jesus said, as he is, so are we in this world. So we've got to put our confidence in Jesus. We've got to put our confidence in God. You know, by the way, he's coming back. We didn't, we're not forgetting that. He is coming back. Hallelujah. And every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, he goes on to say, since we're in the book of John here, we're in chapter 1, verse 3 says this, All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. Do you know that you're a part of all things? You know, he takes personal interest in making you. He takes a personal interest in transforming you. He takes a personal interest in you. You are his personal project. And that personal project he does through love. Thank you, Lord. Because you're his personal project, you are valued and you're loved. You're loved. All right? You're not just a part of the mass. Father takes personal interest in you. He says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4, he says, But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love. Hallelujah. If I was to ask you to define great love, 
I'm sure we would get a different census if we asked every person in here what great love is. But what would God's definition of great love be? Do you think it would overpower your definition of great love? So when God says that he has great love for you, it even goes beyond your imagination. It goes beyond everything that you could ask or think. It goes beyond your comprehension. You have no way of comprehending the love that God has for you. Now, we know that God demonstrated his love to you through Jesus Christ dying on the cross. But yet even that, I don't think we have a full grasp of what, of what God's done for us. He goes on to say that in the ages to come, he might show you the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. In other words, God can't sit down and give you a definition. It's going to take ages and ages and ages for him to show you his great love towards you. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For you are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. What did he say? You are God's personal. God has a personal interest in you. You are his workmanship. And in reality, and also in reality, not just us as individual individuals, but us as a whole. As the church as a whole, God is working to bring his image to, to the world we live in. Back in uh, John, John chapter 1, verse 4, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. That is eternal life given to everyone who believes. What is eternal life? That means I just get to live a long time. No, eternal life is life as God has it. Life as God has it. Well, pastor, I'm not experiencing it yet. Well, if we start saying, God, I have eternal life, you know, I have eternal life now. I'm not waiting till I get to heaven. My grandfather, uh, my one grandfather, that was uh, my wife and I were trying to a witness to him, and he said, uh, we said, you know, you can know you have eternal life. He says, you can't know you have eternal life until you get to heaven, and they let you in. We said, no, the Bible says that it, uh, these things I've written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know you have eternal life. Well, I showed him the scripture, but he still, still didn't grab it, you know. Of course, he also thought uh, he didn't believe the Israelites were the chosen people because uh, the Bible talks about in Revelation uh, an army with 200 million men, and the only people that could be was China. So anyway, bless the Lord. But do we have, he says, he says, in him was life and the life was the light of men. So eternal life is life as God has it. We have eternal life now, not in the future. Also in John chapter, uh, John 1 verse 5, he says, 
He says, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Another translation says, the light shines in darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. In other words, dark, uh, the kingdom of darkness cannot extinguish the kingdom of light. What kingdom you're in? You are in the kingdom of light. Scripture says that you have been delivered from the power of darkness and translated into the kingdom of his dear son, which is the kingdom of light, and that kingdom cannot be extinguished. Hallelujah. There's a song, uh, a song we used to sing, I cannot be defeated and I will not quit. Redeemed by the blood of Jesus, I'm released from Satan's pit. Jesus fought and he won the battle and he gave it all to me. I cannot be defeated. I'm saved, I'm healed, I'm free. I cannot be defeated. What is my attitude? What's the attitude I'm living with? Oh, it's getting dark. It's getting worse. No, I cannot be defeated. The Bible talks about a gross darkness coming on the earth, but there's light in the kingdom. Hallelujah. Even in the darkest of nights, a pin light will help you find your way back. We went camping one of the few times in our life. Melody discovered after her first camping trip, that's not for her. But we were at this campsite. They, had, uh, they were showing movies, so we went up to see a movie. And I forgot to bring a flashlight. So, and they had no parking, they had no lights, so we're just kind of like trying to stay on the road, walking. Then I remembered I had a pin light in my pocket. And with that pin light, I was able to find my way back. Doesn't matter. You say, oh, my light's not very bright. It doesn't matter. As long as you're the light, you can't be extinguished. You cannot be extinguished. Thank you, Jesus. So, you are not, you are... You are part of the light. You can't be, uh, you can't be conquered. You are empowered to be God's sons. In 1 John, or not 1 John, John 1, verse 12, says, but as many as received him, to them he gave power. Turn somebody and say, you're powerful. He gave you power to become sons of God, even to those who believe on his name. You see, the power of God is released through Belief. And it's not just believe in, well, I, be, I believe. I, no, it's believing in the one who gave you the powers. Believing in the person, not in the object. Believing in the person and not in the object. Thank you, Jesus. So, he gave them power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. There's true transformation. This isn't just a, a formula. There's true transformation through him. And it's more than mental agreement. It's more than mental agreement. 
I'm not just agreeing because I think it up here. I'm agreeing because I have a heart agreement with that. And because in a mental agreement, you know, how many of you ever changed your mind? You change your mind. Well, when you believe in your heart, you can. they can try to beat it out of you, but you're not going to let them do it because you believe and it's not going to change. Thank you, Jesus. You are not only empowered to be sons of God, you are empowered by belief. In 2 Corinthians 4, verse 13, he says, we, have, we having the same spirit of, uh, of faith according to what is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. We also believe, and therefore we speak. How many, how many of you told your wife that you loved them when you got married? Or if your husband's not here, how many, did your husband say I love you when you got married? Is that the last time they ever said it? You know, faith is like love. Love has to continually be expressed over and over. You know, uh, I didn't know that. When I first got married, I, you know, I, I told her I loved her a lot before we got married. But, you know, how many of you know some husbands need to grow? Grow. And of course, wives need to grow, too, but... My wife, you know, after six months, she was bawling. I, you know, what, what's wrong? You don't love me. I say, yeah, I love you. You never tell me. Well, I, I did. Faith is like love. Say, so, well, I confess Jesus one time. No, man, I confess Jesus. Jesus, you are Lord. You're my Savior. You're my God. You're my King. I confess it. I confess it. I declare it. You know, I sing it in a song. You know, I, I just let him know. And it's not because I'm insecure, and it's not because I think he won't love me. It's, confession is more for you. Confession's more for you. It builds your faith. It keeps your faith alive. So he says, again, we having the same spirit of faith according to what is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. You're, if you've got faith, you're talking about it. What, whatever you have faith in, you're talking about. Is it about Jesus or, you know, what, what, what do you have more faith in? Just a thought. Well, I'm empowered by the Spirit. You're empowered by the Spirit. Acts 1, cha Acts chapter 1, verse 8, you, having, uh, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit is come upon you. You know what? I don't believe in a weaker Holy Spirit. I don't believe that we get a weaker Holy Spirit than what those disciples got. You get the same Holy Ghost, the same Holy Spirit that they received. And the, and the works, and like Jesus said, the works that I do, you'll do also. Why? Because that Holy Spirit that he gave to the disciples, he gives to us also. 
You don't get a junior grade Holy Spirit. You get the Holy Spirit that they have. But you know what? I read it. If you read the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit talked to him. So we've got to recognize his voice. We've got to recognize his voice and obey what he tells us to do. Just a thought. Thank you, Jesus. Well, you know, God has you know, God has a part. But you know, we have a part also. Father says that, it, well, let me just say that Father requires physical and verbal expressions as manifestations of faith. How many of you pray? Scripture says to pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. You're always on my mind. You're always on my mind. You're always on my thoughts. You're always, even no matter what I'm doing, you know, have you ever had a job and you needed help? Lord, help. I remember I was, uh, I was in the midst of a car accident. My, my car was spinning like this. I was on ice. And, uh, you know, I didn't have time to say, Father God in heaven, I know that you're busy, but... No, you know, what I, you know what my prayer was? Help. And did you know I was helped? The policeman told the insurance man I should have died. The insurance man told my dad I should have died. I had a piece of glass in my thumb. That was the extent of my damage. As a matter of fact, my head and my hand was going, went through the passenger window. Help! I need somebody. Help! Not just anybody. Help! You know, I need someone. Help! Well, not just anybody. I needed him, right? I needed Jesus. Pray without ceasing. Shout. Scripture says, make a joyful shout unto the Lord. Sing. Sing unto the Lord. Speaking. In Ephesians chapter 4, it says, speaking the truth in love. Thank you, Jesus. Do you know the Scripture also says to dance as an act of faith? In Psalm 100, uh, 150, it says, Praise him with timbrel and dance. Make a joyful noise unto the, unto the Lord, all ye lands. You know, I, I was with my walking buddies, plural, on Thursday, and I said, What is your joyful sound? If God has a command for us, to make a joyful sound, what is your joyful sound? And I'm asking you, you don't have to do it right now. What is your joyful sound? Well, I only do it in the shower. But at least you have a joyful sound. Well, I've been working. I've been working on, I've got these laughs I do. I tell my wife, if you, if you hear me laughing... I'm laugh. Uh, it's a it's a laugh of faith. 
You know, you don't have to watch, you don't have to watch funny stuff to laugh. You can have a laugh of faith. You can laugh. I told you the story where I, I laughed at the devil and he left me. You can have a laugh of faith. That's why Isaac was called Isaac, because Abraham had a laugh of faith. Sarah had a laugh of faith. She, she heard when she was 90 years old she was going to have a baby. She had a laugh of faith. What's your, what's your joyful noise? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So, let me just say this, that your, your faith is released through expression. Your faith is released through expression. Not just speaking it, shouting it, dancing it. Being joyful. Being joyful when you don't feel like it. You know, the best time to be joyful is when you don't feel like it. That's why God put a RE in front of it. Rejoice. Rejoice. You don't, re you don't need to rejoice when you're full of joy because you already got it. You don't need the re. You need the re when you don't have it. Rejoice. Thank you, Lord. Well, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the transforming word of God. We thank you, Lord God, that Jesus said, Lord, that that he would come into our lives, he would transform us, he would make us new creatures in Christ, where old things would be passed away, and he said that we would do the works of Jesus, which would bring a transforming work in our lives. So, Father, I thank you and praise you in Jesus' name, and I thank you, Lord God, that you're still saving today. You're still healing today. You're still rescuing today. You are still bringing your life to your people today in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask the healing teams to come up. Amen.